Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is December 27th, and our reading comes from Revelation chapter 18. Now, before we jump in, let me try to review the whole book to kind of give you an idea as to where we're at, because this is an important transition moment. So in chapter one, we had a revelation of Jesus. In chapters two and three, we had God speaking to the churches in Asia, modern day Turkey. And then beginning in chapter four, John begins describing judgment, the tribulation period. The church has been raptured out. We're in a seven-year period of tribulation where God's wrath and justice and anger are poured out on the earth. We had the seven trumpet, the seven seal judgments, the seven trumpet judgments, and now the seven bowl judgments. We're describing the final of the seven bowl judgments in chapter 18. And then beginning tomorrow in chapter 19, the story shifts and it focuses on the reward of the saints. Can't wait to get there tomorrow. It's going to be so exciting. But yesterday we began in chapter 17, John is describing the great prostitute, Babylon. And remember, it is the world system independent of God, trying to find life while rejecting God in the whole world. Kingdoms, even the church often, and people have gotten caught up in her idolatry, in her luxuries. They're drunk on her wealth and prostitution, and now she's being exposed and in chapter 18 being judged where all of that is destroyed and taken away. So look what it says, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 18. Let me turn there. Verse 1, after all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen. That great city is fallen. And you remember, it's not just a city at a particular time. It represents that whole world system independent of God. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture and every foul and dreadful animal. Just remember, Satan is working through this system so that people would be intoxicated by her idolatries and pleasure and lose sight of God. So the devil is working through the world system to try to draw us away from God, to try to convince us we don't need God, that we can be our own God. Remember, that's what happened in the Old Testament at the Tower of Babel. That's what Babylon is all about. And we, though, as the followers of Christ, realize, no, life is only found in Jesus. So verse three, for all the nations have fallen because of her wine, the wine of her passion and immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her because of her desires for extravagant luxuries. The merchants of the world have grown rich. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven, come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins, or you will be punished with her. For her sins are piled as high as heaven, and God remembers her evil deeds. Do to her 
as she has done to others. Double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brew twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury, so match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I am queen on my throne. I am no helpless widow. I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues were overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. She will be completely consumed by fire for the Lord Almighty who judges her is mighty. And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand at a distance terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, how terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came upon you. So the whole world will see the judgment of God on this system and everybody will mourn all that they've lost because this idol, what they've idolized is exposed and destroyed. Verse 11, the merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods. She bought great quantities of gold and silver, jewels and pearls, fine linen, purple silk and scarlet cloth. Things made of fragrant thine wood, emery, ivory goods, and objects made of expensive wood and bronze and iron and marble. She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, wagons, bodies, that is, even human slaves. So you just see how he's describing the whole world system. And how everybody is so intoxicated with the world system that they've lost sight of their need for God. They're living in independence and rebellion, and now they've been exposed. And judgment is coming upon this system, and everybody is mourning over it. Verse 15, the merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things, they stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will weep. And cry out, how terrible, how terrible for that great city. She was clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. And yet in a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the captains of the merchant ships and all the passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out as they watch the smoke ascend and they will all say, where is there another city as great as this? And they'll weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief. And they will all cry out, how terrible, how terrible for that great city. The ship owners became wealthy by transporting her great wealth on the seas in a single moment. It's all gone. Then, verse 21, Then the mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. So this whole system will be completely destroyed. And it's going to be contrasted with what he's going to begin describing in verse 19 when God establishes a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and Jesus has a new government. government. He is king ruling over the earth, and everyone, everyone in his kingdom experiences peace and prosperity and blessing as we live under his rule. So Babylon in chapter 17 and 18 is being contrasted with what we're about to see in the rest 
of the book of Revelation. Verse 23, the light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in it again. For the merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. In your streets flowed the blood of the prophets and of God's holy people, and the blood of people slaughtered all over the world. So the last thing he says is that God tried over and over again for thousands and thousands of years to warn you, to plead with you through the prophets, through pastors, through the word of God, the coming of God's spirit, even the arrival of his son, Jesus, pleading with you, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you remember what that means? Repent simply means turn around, come back to me. It was Jesus's way of saying, I'm king, join me. God is closer than you think. And now it's too late. And again, I just think it's a great warning for us to make sure we keep Jesus at the center. And as we head into the new year, man, let's let's make this a commitment. Let's really wrestle with this the next couple of days. Let's ask God to help us to make sure that he has first place in our hearts and lives. Believe me, it'll be worth it. You'll see more about that tomorrow. Let me pray for you, Father. God, again, we thank you for this warning we've received in chapter 17 and 18. God, we don't want to get caught up in this world system. We want to live for you, to live for freedom, to live for your glory, to live, to love, and to be a blessing, to be with you, to become like you, so we can do what you did here in the earth. God, we don't want to build our own kingdom independently of you. We want to walk with you and receive all that you have for us. So help us to do that, God, as we prepare for this new year. God, help us to keep you at the very center, to make you king of every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I hope that helps you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.